Daryl Hall on SAFM. I can't go for that. Let's go into cycling. Can go for that. New world champion Ashley Mulmanpasio joins us from where in the world? Where are you now, Ashley Mulmanpasio? You're in Italy, aren't you? I'm in Spain. Spain. Okay. The reason I ask yes. is because it looks chilly. It is rather chilly. I must say, missing the South African summer right now. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's raining outside, so it's 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 the it's all the same in the end. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, new world little armbands, world champion armbands on your jersey. Yes, uh, very exciting indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, just a dream come true. I've always dreamed of being a world champion and I'm quite proud to be the first ever esports world champion. Is it? Is it the same as being on the road? Is this the title, I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to um, sort of grow in in its prestige, uh, I suppose is the right word. Um, it's very new. I mean, it's obviously esports has really taken off, or e-cycling has really taken off as a result of of the COVID pandemic. Um, and so I think it's you know I'm pretty proud, and I think it's something that's going to go down in history books. You know, being the first ever, mm. and then also just you know the the circumstances this year with the COVID pandemic. You know, it's been a special year. Um, of course, it's very new, and there's still a lot of kind of naysayers. Um, not everyone's quite on the esports bandwagon just yet, um, but I definitely believe that there is a big future for it. Um, you know, it's certainly growing in popularity. It's also showing that it's attracting a way more diverse audience. You know, so a younger audience as well, which is quite important for the future of the sport. So I think it's going to grow from strength to strength, um, and I'm quite. I'd like to be one of the early adopters. Okay, let's take a step back, if you don't mind, Ashley Millman Passio. What's cycling? We know how you guys do your things on the road. We've seen you at the Olympic Games. We've seen you on the roads. What is e-cycling? How does it work? Well, what's quite unique about um, e-cycling as an e-sport is that it also involves physical activity. So some other e-sports that exist today, for example, like gaming or, I don't know, um, like Formula One driving or whatever, they're not necessarily, um, they don't, you know, you're just sitting in front of a computer or in front of a TV and and you're playing in a virtual world. Uh But with regards to e-cycling, it does involve a lot of hard work. So (laughs) although it's all happening in a virtual world, um, you know, there is physical effort that's happening in the real world as well. So, you know, I take part in the race from the comfort of my own home on um, an indoor trainer, and I have to work just as hard as I would on the road, actually arguably a little bit harder mm. because riding indoors is actually quite a hard workout. Um, and, yeah, and then my avatar does its thing, and <laughs> the avatar crosses the finish line first. Okay, so you're on, for lack of a better word, you're on your bicycle, but it's connected to a machine. That machine detects how much work you're doing, puts it into a computer, sends it off to somewhere in the, in the, uh, in the Ethernet, and it relates that to this character on a road on the on the computer. Yeah, so I mean that's the really unique thing about Zwift as a virtual cycling platform mm. is that it's a really advanced platform. So they've done a, a really fantastic job of creating these virtual worlds with little avatars that look pretty real realistic, you know, and even the worlds that they've created. I mean, it's really amazing what they've done in the game. So the visuals are are great. And then just in terms of the algorithms, um, you know, to calculate how your avatar works, it's also very advanced. You know, it's not only about your 
power to weight because power to weight is is big sort of number that they use um, to make the avatar move mm-hmm. in the game. Um, but they've also incorporated things like drafting and mm-hmm. um, you know like aero tuck um, down a hill makes you go faster than if you don't aero tuck. So it's it's huh. pretty advanced. And um, yeah, I I think it's they've done an amazing job. So while you're pedaling and there's a hill in the in the simulation, can you feel it? Does it get harder for you to pedal? Yeah, so the um, the, end of the stationary trainers that we use are also really <laughs> advanced these days. And so, for example, I use a, a Tax Neo um, 2T trainer, which is the, the latest um, Tax trainer. And actually, that's another point. Um, with this, it's a UCI um, world champ. So it is endorsed by the UCI, which is the Union Cyclist International, so it's our governing body. It's endorsed now as a cycling discipline. So just like road or mountain bike or track is a cycling discipline, esports is now an official cycling discipline. So um, along with the world champs came all the normal, you know, protocols and anti-cheating or anti-doping measures, you know. So from being dope tested by WADA to having to do weigh-in protocols to make sure that your weight is correct in the game because Mm. weight is a big factor in the Mm. power-to-weight calculation Um, to, for example, sending everyone exactly the same um, tax trainers, so tax was a sponsor, to make sure that we're all on the equal playing field because, Mm. you know, there can be small differences between the different um, indoor or stationary trainers. For example, tax might be a little bit different to a Wahoo trainer. Mm. So to make sure that we were all on the equal playing field, we were all on the tax um, trainers. And so getting on to your point, the tax trainer... um, with you know, with the game, so as you say, as as you hit a heel, and um, the tax trainer creates more resistance, and so it makes it feel like it's a heel. Hmm. Likewise, if you were going downhill, it takes off the resistance. It even even has the uh, features that if you're riding on cobbles, it <laughs> makes movements that make it feel like cobbles. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay. Yeah. So you you say it's slightly harder. This race you did was fifty k's. You you normally what pushing one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty on a normal race, don't you? Yeah. So esports is a little is quite a lot shorter, um, but it's also really intense. Mm. Um, so you know, for the duration of the race, I think I averaged uh, four and a half watts per kilogram. So I think it was hour fifteen or hour ten, somewhere along those lines. And for that whole period of time. You know, I was putting out quite a quite a big effort, so that's what makes esports also quite unique. And it also means that not necessarily every road pro is good at at e racing mm. um, because it's slightly different. It's short and it's intense, um, and it's a lot about power to weight. Um, so that's the interesting aspect. Like Anna van der Brechen, the current road world champion, and Annemiek van Vruten, the um, last year's road world champion, were both racing the same race as I did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I beat them. So <laughs> I think it's something to be proud of. Of course, yes. Uh, my guest is Ashley Mulman Passio, winner of the Women's UCI Cycling Esports World Championship. Other uh, tactics, uh, well, are you still getting used to the tactics? Do you, do you have your team and could you work together and get breakaways? in this kind of thing or is, is that all still being worked out? No, I mean, tactics are very, um, very, you know, feasible. Um, but having said that, I suppose it's a little bit less um, important than 
um, on the road. And the reason for that really is just the intensity of it all. Right. So as I mentioned to you, you know, we kind of, you get your heart rate up like at the beginning of the race and you keep it there for almost the entire race. So it's actually quite comparable to the effort that one would do in um, cross-country, you know. Or, and or a time trial. The, or a time trial, for example, as mm. well. But I suppose it's quite nice to compare it to cross-country mountain biking because like cross-country mountain biking, there might be a South African team starting, but the right. teamwork element is a little bit less because the race is so intense. But it's not impossible. It is obviously possible to, you know, to attack early in the race, to force others to work harder, to bring you back, or it is possible to do kind of a lead-out in the game. So it, it certainly is possible but it's it's less important um, in esports the one thing i love about the zwift thing is i see on your on your instagram on the 4th of december you had a an esports challenge but you had like a community ride so anybody can yeah. ride with you anywhere in the world at at a specific time exactly so that's one of the, the really amazing things about spiritual cycling and I suppose that's one of the big reasons why I, I really got into it during the lockdown is because of the social aspect of it. So, you know, during the, the COVID pandemic and in hard lockdown in Spain where I was not allowed to leave my home, my cycling training became more social than it had ever been <laughs> in the real world. Because all of a sudden, like, the world is your oyster, you know. I can be cycling from my home in Spain and I can be riding with my friends back in South Africa. Mm. Or, you know, I can be riding in the virtual world of Utopia and I can stumble across someone in Brazil who I wouldn't usually ever meet because we would never cross paths <laughs> in, in the real world. So that's pretty cool. And then just, the, you know, the, the possibility to create these, like, group rides where you ride together and chat and... It's even possible in the end work to do like a no-drop ride, which means that um, you create a group and people of all different sort of, um, uh, yeah, different kind of abilities ride together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter what, what everyone is pushing, we all stay together. So, you know, it's also quite cool because it means, you know, pros can easily ride with, yeah. um, you know, everyday cyclists. And something that I've definitely seen is that it's, it's, really playing a huge role in women's cycling Um, because not only, for example, is the esports racing um, completely equal, so they've really turned things around and, you know, the the race distance is the same as the men, um, the the course is exactly the same, the prize money is the same, the exposure Hmm. is the same, so it's incredible um, equality for us as women. I also find that uh, women just generally tend to quite enjoy um, cycling in the virtual world because there's something about being in the safety of their own home that makes them not only feel safer but also more confident. Um, So I've definitely been really taken aback by the number of women that are getting onto these virtual platforms and are just growing in confidence as a result. Uh, it might be a silly question. What is the power to weight ratio of a man to a woman? Is that different? I mean, just uh, are they just more powerful based on their weight? Well, it kind of depends. I think over longer distances, the power-to-weight ratio of a man and woman come closer together. But over a really short distance, then, you know, a man has testosterone, so they just generally have that much more power than a woman does, for example, in a sprint. So a sprint power of a man would be more than that of a woman.
Okay, I just thought that maybe this thing, this this thing was balancing that out as well, but not quite, because just it's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I want to come back to the cheating. How do I know that it's you riding the bicycle? Because when I'm uh, taking part, I have to, you know, I have a video feed to to Zwift. So, um, you know, we all have to be on our bikes riding with a video, um, which they then have, you know, we're all in on a big Zoom conference call. Okay. Um, so they're watching us on our bikes. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, that answers the question, right? Um, you know, I have my own Zwift profile, which is, is me mm. um yeah but you could i was gonna say you could put lance armstrong on your bike for example and nobody would know <laughs> i don't know why you'd want to but you could <laughs> that, well i mean that's actually more yeah, passio for no comment that's a, <laughs> that's a good question but i think and um, for example Zwift would be able to to pick up like what my trainer id is um, you know, so it would have to be my trainer linked to the game. You know, I think they, right. I think they could pick that one up. And if you're going very, very fast, it's like this is not Ashley. She's suddenly leading by ten kilometers. There's something wrong. Yeah, exactly. uh, okay, so exactly. so what's next for you? Obviously, you know, as a cyclist, you, you stop and you chow down on pies now and you enjoy all the trimmings of Christmas and then you start to try and lose weight again, isn't it? That's how it works, right? Well, I mean, I had to be a little bit weight conscious <laughs> up until Wednesday, the 9th of December, because my party weight was really important for the Zwift World Champs. But now mm. I can enjoy my Christmas <laughs> and not worry too much about the kilograms. Yeah. Um, but come, you know, early Feb, it's time to knuckle down okay. again and, and get back into into race, race, you know, physique and uh, form, because the racing usually starts in Europe at the end of February. Do you know what next year is going to bring so far? Yes, I mean, the race calendar is out, and it looks pretty similar to what it has in previous years. Mm. And, of course, there's always this, you know, gray area or cloud of doubt hanging over all of us because of, of the COVID pandemic. But I think that, um, you know, the restart of the road season um, in July and then the fact that it managed to run to completion, mm. which was, you know, the Vuelta Espana, it's the whole Vuelta managed to run its full course late into October, early November, I think that was a good sign um, that, that we'd learned how to, how to function in this new world um, with COVID and that I believe that the race season will start as is planned and we'll be able to run a full course. And your CCC contracts are looking good? No, I'm changing team. Um, okay. So next year I'll be riding for um, it's it has been known as the Bulls Dormant team for the past, I don't know how many years, but quite a long time. Um, but now it's changing name um, next year to SD Works. And um, so I'll be riding alongside the current world champion, Anna van der Um So is, uh, how's it going to work? Is she going to help you to win titles? Yes. <laughs> she's actually <laughs> she's a really amazing person because as talented as she is, she's also a great team player. So, of course, there will be times that I'll be working to help her win, but I, I do um, believe that she will also help me to win races. Well, Ashley, congratulations to you, and we look forward to seeing you on the road next year. Don't eat too much, please. It's not good for you. <laughs> okay.
Ashley, Ashley Moorman Passio, my guest, winning the Maiden Women's UCI Cycling Esports World Champion. Her name will be at the top of that list forever.